Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, October 19th. We creep closer towards Halloween. It actually feels like Halloween outside now. Mm -hmm. I think the last time we recorded, it was summertime still. Yeah, we had like a plus 29 day there. Now it's all nice and gloomy, and I biked to the Mayfair last night and was freezing because Gwen betrayed me and was Mm. like, you don't need your real coat. And she lied. I did need my real coat. That's foolish. See, mine went the other way where my wife was like, you should take your real coat. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But then I did. And thank God, because it was, as you know, well, and I was on a bus, so it was was much worse for you. Every year I get tricked where I forget what changes in temperature mean, especially Ottawa, which goes back and forth so much. And so vice versa, in the summertime, I'll be walking down the street and like, why am I wearing long johns in a parka? Yeah. And now, yeah, now, which is nice. I like this weather for this. This is a good time to be watching scary movies and trick-or-treating and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so last night I came to see Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. You couldn't miss that. No, I was, and it's one of those things where you're at home and it's gloomy and you're tired and you're like... Uh, I've seen this movie 10,000 times, and I own it on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray, but a good advertisement for the cinema is that you can't beat the experience of coming to see it at the Mayfair. Mm -hmm. And last night, wasn't a humongous crowd, it was about 50 people, but what's really fun, what's always fun, is that there's new generations seeing this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hazarding a guess, but I saw a couple groups of teens who I think were seeing this for the first time. And they really liked it. Like, they were cheering, respective cheering, not those kind of jerks who, like, laugh at a Nick Cage movie that's not supposed to be funny, you know? Mm. And a big round of applause at the end, which is great, because I think that means that all three screenings of Army of Darkness, we had a big round of applause at the end. That's amazing. And I never get tired of that movie. And so, yeah, so that was super fun last night. When you were, like, creeping afterwards on the kid, you were like, hey there, kids, was that the first (laughs) time you saw it? Like, please don't approach us, sir. (laughs) Stay away from us, Grandpa. I swear I own this place. You're like, ah, sure, sure you do. (laughs) And it was my first night watching a movie under our new rules, which are the same except we are at capacity. Mm -hmm. So what it meant is for the last year and a half on and off when we were coming to see movies between lockdowns, Gwen and I would sit front row center in the balcony and social distance between. So there was only 50 people there last night, and our capacity is 325, but nonetheless, there were people behind me in the row for the first time Hmm. since the before times. But everyone was good. Everyone was wearing masks, all that kind of stuff, and I didn't feel too phobic about any of the situation, but it was interesting to see, to be in that situation of like, oh, yeah, we're getting there. We're making these moves. And I know that sports is back, and the NAC is back for live theater, either now or very soon, to full capacity. So, yeah, it's just, it's nice, and we just hope that that continues. Yeah, eventually we'll have sports at the NAC, and then basketball players, (laughs) we play music. We we got back to the normal times, you know? Well, you must have watched, like, a game from Toronto where there's 20,000 people in the seats, right? Yeah, see, well, you know, interesting you bring that up, because actually today is the first day of the NBA. So, but the Raptors don't play, so in my opinion, tomorrow is the first day of the NBA. But (laughs) technically, yeah, there's two games tonight. And so, yeah, well, I mean, by the time you hear this, the Raptors will have played and assuredly won their first game. (laughs) And secured a playoff berth. Yeah, already somehow. But yeah, so like, it's going to be interesting to watch that first game, you know, in Toronto, because I mean, it's, I'm 
sure it's sold out. I didn't even bother looking at tickets. I mean, I, not that I, I'm not, I wouldn't have gone first of all, but second of all, like I don't need to see how expensive it is because I've I've heard things. Oh, isn't Toronto for hockey and basketball the most expensive in North America or yeah. something like and, that? And I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that like Leafs season tickets are like a list. You have a years long waiting list. To, yeah, to they're get passed them. down family to family. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and like it's same with. Well, I mean, there's a lot of you know the classic teams are kind of like that, but just the Leafs in particular, like it's like kind of the old joke is just it really doesn't matter if they're good or not like they will sell out they will sell they will gouge basically so yeah toronto i think there's a lot more they're banking on the fact that people missed seeing them last year so now it's like yeah like they're gonna be 600 bucks for okay seats you know (laughs) like i think as we speak or recently sam who was contemplating joining us today actually is doing a radio interview for the rocky horror stuff traditional radio interview the old-timey radio and he was asking me what what do i do i don't know what to say and i was like well the bullet points are rocky horror is back but still certain rules so we can't do full participation our capacity is 325 tickets are on sale etc and sam posted something to his rocky horror thread on facebook and somebody replied and i'm not mad at this person these are tough times but i always laugh that people forget that there's someone on the other side of that who you might be making sad yeah and all they said was something like utterly useless or something like that in regards to us doing a non-participation screening and usually i let that slide but i just replied well we're selling some tickets people seem to get it i've talked with a number of people who have bought these tickets they understand these are strange times we're in so i wouldn't quite say this is an utterly useless endeavor but We understand if you don't want to come see this, and we hope to see you back next year for a full Shadowcast kind of show. But it just, it's, I always think it's funny that people will put an instant reaction like that of, and I get it, they're angry, they Mm. wish we were in better times, they wish it could be a full Shadowcast, they're sad about that. But then that, you know, the Mayfair's on the other side with a single tear going, I'm not useless. Yeah, I was telling uh, one of my brother's friends about that. I'm in a group chat with them, and he said he went to a, cineplex thing that was like i guess he'd gone before with his kid and it used to be basically essentially a shadow cast so it was like some kids presentation it wasn't a movie but it was like some presentation of some kind i, I didn't really care enough to look into it <laughs> right but he said the first time they'd gone a year or two or, or probably well, i guess probably like three years ago and there had been like a cool live component as well as what was on the screen and so they were really excited to go again. And so he took his kid last week or whatever, and they went and they realized like midway through that there was no live component. He understood, but he was pretty disappointed because that was one of the main reasons that he went, which is the same reason why I'm sure there's several Rocky Horror people who come mainly for the shadow cast, you know, because it's like the movie's the movie. And, and and like, I mean, I could see people coming just for the movie, people coming just for the cast, people coming for both. But in this particular case, he was sort of like just disappointed. Like he wasn't angry. He understood why. And I was just sort of like, well, and I told him about the shadow cast here and just how restrictive things still are and you can't really have like I don't know if there's involved singing and dancing as well right. but like but you know so it's it, it's it's at least like it was interesting to be able to shed a bit of light on that kind of thing and be like well you know as much as we are coming back to normal you're still going to run into roadblocks like this and at least like we're obvious about there not being a shadow cast and it being different and so I think like there was some implication that maybe they didn't try hard enough to be like note there will be no live portion of this and it was just kind of you know or maybe there was and he just didn't see it but it seems like i think they were kind of banking on the fact that you're just like oops oh wow i forgot to mention that oh well while you're here you know <laughs> like yeah i've i've been putting on in bold like here's what's happening this is a just sit and watch edition 
And I think it's funny, even on our website, I put pretty much the same paragraph back to back, mm-hmm. just to reiterate. And on Halloween and the 30th, we're going to be extra, get the information out even more by people in line being like, you know what this is, right? You know what this is, right? Yeah, you knew what this was. <laughs> but And a bunch of people on social media have said straight up like, oh, this is kind of neat. I get it. This is kind of a fun little fallback plan. And we're just going to tell people like, please do not do a flash mob of dancing on Halloween night because you have to respect the other people there mm-hmm. who might be out for the first time in a long time, are there because this isn't going to be dancing around and singing and everything. And so you can't be sitting behind somebody who's sitting in front of you in a mask, <laughs> throwing toast at their head and dancing, you know? So. Yeah, it, it's funny, like, how horrific those things feel now from a lens of COVID, you know, of, like all the touching and the throwing and, like, all the stuff that's that's great in theory. But, like, when you're like, oh, wait, yeah, you know, having to plan around all that is just... Even, even like the bubbles, like someone was telling me they went to a wedding not that long ago, in the last month. There was just several things that were kind of like, is this a great idea? And one oh, of them yeah. was and they gave everyone bubbles to blow, I guess, after they said I do or some, some kind of whatever. I don't know. Like instead of doves or whatever, <laughs> right. I guess they gave them bubbles. So you just had like however many, you know, say 50, 60 people all blowing spit and everything. All, and this was an enclosed, like it was in a big tent. So it was it was indoors, but sort oh, of indoors, but not really. I would vote against that. Yeah. And she was just like, no one, we don't find this weird. Like we're just basically spitting on each other during COVID. Like, ah. Uh. Well, so yeah, like uh, about a week ago, Thanksgiving at my mom's house with Gwen and myself and my uncle and my mom. And it was four of us sitting around a rectangular table that would usually house three times as many people. Mm-hmm. And we were fine. We weren't wearing hazmat suits or anything like that. But we were all conscious, especially myself. I was like, this is the first time I've been in someone else's house in a year and a half. Mm-hmm missing birthdays at my mom's house missing christmas last year so there's that sense for sure and i know there's people not coming back to targ and not coming back to the mayfair yet and all those kind of things because of that because mm-hmm. it's still that sense in the air but all that aside it is nice just to think that oh wow as we continue we're gonna have some christmas screenings of course and all that kind of stuff and everybody's being great with showing the ID. And I came in just for the tiniest of two-hour shifts on Saturday night to basically help get Army of Darkness people through the door. Or no, mm. sorry, The Exorcist was Saturday night. <laughs> and Both good. <laughs> we had 99 people. So that's the most people we've oh, had we, in here. We couldn't crack 100. Though. I know. You must have been like, come on, one Melissa more. and I were joking because we were at 97 <laughs> and two people came in as the trailers were rolling. And we're like, ah, oh, one more. Before that, we've been around this 50 and then 75, 80 capacity kind of. But that was the most people. But standing there, you look around, and especially with all the caution tape torn down, Mm -hmm. it still looks very comfortable. Groups able to stay away from each other a bit. But we'll see with Rocky Horror if we hit that true capacity. Mm -hmm. I wonder, because in the best of times, the Mayfair does not get those big numbers. Uh, On average... We'll have 20 people for a matinee and then, fingers crossed, 50 people for a 7 o'clock show and then more for the 9 o'clock show in these times. Before COVID, we were getting a couple hundred people for Parasite over and over again. Yeah. But we never sold out. We never once sold out. We had great crowds, but we never 
hit capacity with it. So mm-hmm. there's not really the concern of that, more the concern of we just hope that there's no backpedal now, right? Yeah. No, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting cuz I do think Rocky Horror is going to be the barometer at least for this stage. Yeah. But like have we I should know this answer, but have we done have we started pre-sales for Rocky Horror? We have. Okay. And they've I'm trying to think. So four shows, that's what 1300 tickets. Of course. And we have sold I think around 150. Okay. I still think we're not going to hit the before times for that either. I think there's still people who are just going to stay home or whatever. Yeah. I think we'll have good showings for it, but I think we will have evidence to point at that it is not worth it doing a full show for this quite yet. Yeah. Same with cartoons. We've had a lot of people, passive-aggressive Canadian, being <laughs> like, oh, I sure do miss those cartoons. Hint, hint. But you got to remember that everybody under the age of 13 does yeah. not have any sort of vaccination shot right now, and that even though everyone who has the double vaccination shots, that's not a perfect thing. That's not immortality. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't spread it along or whatever. So now might not be the best time to encourage 150 children to be in the cinema, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and grabbing bowls of cereal and milk and pouring it and grabbing boxes. Touching and everything. Touching everything. It's a, it's No, I really think like when we do bring it back, the first one's probably going to be no cereal. Really it just... advertise it and be like, we're not charging extra for the tickets. This yeah. will be a normal admission price. There's no cereal. But as you might understand, we don't want kids running around touching everything. Yeah, it just feels... I don't see a, a normal one until 2022, personally. I yeah. mean, I have nothing to do with the booking of any of this or any <laughs> decision whatsoever. But I just really think it would do well even without the cereal. And people would get not... Like, I mean, if you... You got to understand. Like, it's, yeah. it's like... I, I really don't think we need to explain why the cereal plus children plus... <laughs> yeah just oh god plus screaming plus running around it's plus so, switching seats all the time yeah and like going over to shoppers every 20 minutes just wriggling through the crowd and I just, <laughs> yeah i love cartoons but like more than anything here i think probably i mean with possible exception of like the live music stuff is amazing but yeah no it's funny that our biggest draw is not a movie yeah it's the saturday morning cartoons and just before the apocalypse hit we were contemplating kicking things up a notch and instead of doing cartoons quarterly, maybe do them every two months. See if that would work. There is that, the same as a stand-up comedian coming to a town, you don't want to come to a town every three months. Yeah. You want to leave that anticipation. So I wouldn't want to do Saturday morning cartoons. Somebody asked once every Saturday. I was like, oh, oh God. God, no. That's awful. <laughs> no. Like once a month even, I would love, but yeah. I think it would plateau eventually and like you would still at least break even, but you know, maybe not the gangbusters numbers. And the quarterly works really well because it's March break, summer, back to school, holiday season. Yeah. So it's really fits in there well. And a couple times we did a bonus of a Halloween themed one mm-hmm. because our curator put together a Halloween special one a couple times. That was super fun too. But can you imagine every week, like just getting 80 boxes of cereal every no. week? And, and cereal has gone through the roof. I bought cereal the other day and it was on sale for $2.99, normal price $6.50. Jeez, and that was just a normal box of chocolate frosted flakes. So that well, is something. I didn't something... Even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Chocolate, chocolate, everything. That's why it costs more, I guess. If it was just normal <laughs> yeah. frosted flakes, it would have been cheaper. But so that's another thing of like now cereal's gone through the roof. So that's going to add an extra couple hundred bucks to the budget of the thing. Yeah. We're not going to the States anytime soon for cereal either, I guess. Oh my God. (laughs) That was my most funnest of things. Road tripping to the States. And 
thankfully getting somebody at the border who had a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Because can you imagine me like, what are you doing in the States? We're getting cereal for a cartoon party. Okay, pull over. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? The, I think the only way that it could work, and we're not doing this because it's still way too annoying and probably expensive, but if you got just those single boxes of cereals, like the Percy Bulls, right. and just, you know, everybody gets two or something. I don't know what, I don't know what's fair, but like, but like I said, you know, like that's just irritating and it, it limits, it gives you what, like five cereals and nobody's taking Rice Krispies. Yeah, and I think too, man, I haven't had those forever. Back in the day when I was, dragged along camping when i was a kid i remember those but i don't think they're great portion wise like i think they got about four bites of cereal in them they're not person size they're like child toddler size almost like i remember being a kid and being like i need like three of these yeah at least two i mean like but yeah three if we're being generous and so yeah like that becomes a whole other thing but that's the only way i could even think to start to make it normal i was so jealous recently because some of the nerd twitter sites that i follow posted that they have the monster cereals yeah and they've got little toys inside them oh what and even though i can't eat those because they got gelatin don't eat toys i don't eat toys that's a bad (laughs) they're not vegan in general it's a bad idea but there's gelatin in those little marshmallows so i I don't Ah. eat those because those are made of horses and cows or whatever but we don't get the marshmallow ones here do we because we ours is a different monster mash we don't get yeah yummy mummy or fruit brute that's true yeah we get count chocula i think yeah and booberry and yeah other the other ones are stopped at the border <laughs> they're gentlemen but full disclosure if as a vegan if i saw those with the toys in them yeah i would be buying those and then giving somebody else the box and being like i just wanted the count chocula toy i need the so what is it what is the toy like it's, i believe they're kind of like like a medallion or something, no you, or? you know like little dunnies and monies like the little vinyl toys <laughs> no but i love what you just said okay well if you, <laughs> if you go to like a hipster toy store sadly like Miss Tiggy Winkles in Ottawa that is closed down. Yeah. But if you go to a hipster toy store or a comic store, you get these little blind boxes. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. they're little like bunny rabbit looking guys. Right, okay. I don't know what things are called, but I know yeah, that. Yeah, so those are called Dunnies and Munnies. Okay. I'm never and, saying that. but And then they have them for, you'll see them for Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. Actually, a couple Christmases ago, they put them in bags versus okay. boxes. And very mature, two grown-ups, Gwen and I, were inside the Rito Center at a record store and you can feel the bags, and there were Christmas sets. So it was like Christmas Deadpool, Christmas Groot, whatever. Oh. And we're like, okay, that's Captain America. Oh, that's Rocket. <laughs> and we got a whole set after spending half an hour standing there. Just going, touching everything. Just touching everything. Pre-COVID, hopefully. Pre-COVID, yes, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it's little limited edition toys of all the monsters. Wow. But collectible style They've even got the, this is one of 25 chance of getting. This is one of two chance of getting. So there's one that's like one of a thousand chance of getting, you know, like where it's like super limited edition. One in every thousand boxes has one of these fancy toys. What one is that? I don't know. Might be like a gold plated booberry or something. Yeah, I didn't even know. You know, like, although since you've been saying this, I seem to remember someone on Twitter posting a something like this. It was like, yeah, it was like a toy of one of the monsters and I didn't oh, know what it was. Man, I probably want eBay and get them for a price. For, for a fee. <laughs> for a fee. Like, yeah, because like I need to be getting on the horn with my buddy in LA and being like, listen. <laughs> Go you know, to the grocery store. Yeah, I know you'll get at least one box of these because he, he'd want it for him too though. So like that's, yeah. I can't just. Maybe he'll get doubles. See, I, go buy like 30 boxes. Man, and like I don't, I don't want to be eaten. I get sick of that after like one box. <laughs> Go to the store, just open them up, find the ones you want. Yeah, like buy I'll, them. You can't just feel them around, Josh style. Like no, you need to they're in a box. Them. 
Jeez. Yeah, I feel like eBay is going to be jerks about the prices on Oh, those. they're probably a fortune. Yeah, because you're just... Oh, God. That sucks, because I don't want to... Even if we did have the toys here, yeah. Like, I can't... I'm not just... Unless I could, like, buy it and give away the box to my nieces or nephews. I don't know. That's what, some kind of gift. Like, I swear it's open, but not really <laughs> open. Oh, something else I want to talk about. We'll tiptoe around the specifics of this. But on Facebook, you pointed out to me somebody kind of bragging about torrenting a movie. Yeah. Which I'm always fascinated by. And as you said, you know, we live in a world where people do what they do. And kind of in that situation, just don't brag about it, yeah. you know. Especially if you're somebody who pretends to like movies. <laughs> and loves the Mayfair, supposedly. Supposedly. But then I, just out of curiosity, Googled this movie and found out somewhere legal to watch it in about four seconds. Yeah, in Canada, no less. In like, Canada. We never really seemed to get anything, so that was weird. And then later that night, I was watching a streaming service. And there it was. Man. So this movie that this person felt that they had to watch. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to buy a DVD. They couldn't wait to see if it would come out to a streaming service. Moments after they stole it, (laughs) there it was. Yeah. And that drives me nuts because especially nowadays, you might be really want to see something. I really want to see Halloween Kills. But I'm going to wait to see it till either the Mayfair gets it or it becomes available somewhere that I can watch it. I'm not desperate enough to steal it because I want to support this movie, even though it's a big hit already. But yeah, I just wanted to comment on that. I, I always think it's crazy that people steal when really, if you wait a little while, you can get it. Yeah. And I, I find it weird talking about it in public. It's like, yeah, you the know, FBI is going to come in and be like, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it's so tacky. Like, it just seems like, you know, if you're going to if, if you're going to discuss it, maybe not on the, <laughs> on the, your, your main post or whatever, you know, PM your buddy. Like, don't don't. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, it just seems weird, but but yeah, because I mean, the, the reasoning is just like, oh, this is this is playing in the states, so we couldn't get it in Canada, but with no research, just like we, right. we couldn't get it, so we're not gonna get it. And he's like, well, and then you found it, and and I, I mean, not that I didn't believe you, but I did. <laughs> you, I, I had yeah. to click on the link and go through, and I was like, oh, I'll be damned, because it made no sense to me that it would be streaming. I, I was on the CTV website, like a yeah. thing. I'm like this horror movie, brand new horror movie. I'm just like, what? How? What is happening here? Like, great, but what distribution is so weird right now we'll only talk about this for a second and then get to talking about our movies right but there's a spider-man cartoon on netflix instead of on disney plus hmm. and i know this because somebody signed a contract two years ago or whatever but there's countless examples of that of things where you don't think they're going to be things on free services with commercials things that people just put onto like YouTube, like the actual company just puts on there and says, there you go. Mm-hmm. Or like Shout Factory putting something up. It's it's very fascinating to me that the rules nowadays are so bizarre and you can't pick them. And then Halloween Kills comes out on the big screen yeah. in the States, makes $50 million versus a $20 million budget. At the same time, it's on the strangely titled Peacock from NBC, <laughs> yeah. which is essentially NBC's Tubi service. So you can just watch it in the States with commercials, but you can watch it. Yeah. And clearly that didn't hinder the movie from making $50 million. Yeah, and no, it's very weird. And like, I think, I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but I, th- I believe it's on Crave here. Like someone had said... Oh, is it? I haven't looked yet. I'm not sure, but I think someone said the Peacock stuff ends up on Crave here, but I, I don't really understand. It's all confusing. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, that is weird because like, yeah, you could they can essentially watch it for free. I mean, if you, they have that service... Yeah, I, I don't know. I was shocked. Like, I did not think it would make 50 mil. Like, it gives hope, though, although this is multiplex and not us, where I believe James Bond just had the biggest 
Daniel Craig, James Bond opening on a worldwide level. That's pretty shocking, actually. And not by much, but it did. Like, it squeaked by. Then now Halloween Kills doing well. So we'll see how Dune does. We'll see how Spider-Man does. It's a good sign. And that the Mayfair rolls along and keeps getting, especially for the cult 9 o'clock setting, Mm -hmm. keeps getting good turnouts. Yeah. And now I think some people have said, and it's true, maybe some of our seniors, maybe people with kids, that kind of thing, still aren't quite comfortable to come back to a movie. Mm -hmm. And we'll see how that rolls out, I think, especially in 2022, as numbers stay down, hospitals stay not overflowing. Mm -hmm. Our grown-up movies might start garnering better crowds. Because now it's our real true blue member seniors. We see them all the time. They're coming once a week. But those crowds that used to maybe get 100 are now getting 20 or 30. Yeah. Whereas the 9 p.m. show with the young punk kids are getting 99 people. Yeah. And which is great. It gives us an excuse to screen these old movies. But it'll be nice when that kind of averages out a bit more. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see, uh, to close off the Halloween Dune thing. Um, yeah. it, it's cool because like, we knew the third Halloween was going to happen no matter what. It wasn't, you know, like you say, the budget wasn't overwhelming. So it's not like we wouldn't get the end of that. But I am very interested to see how Dune does because it would be fascinating and almost a train wreck if it didn't get the sequel. Well, it's not yes. even sequel, like second half of the story. <laughs> I never wish them ill will as such, but it's fascinating, say, with Avatar coming out where they're like, we're doing four. <laughs> Stranger things have happened in a movie like that flopping. Like, you look at the first Dune. I'm pretty sure if that had done well, they would have wanted to make a trilogy out of Mm -hmm. that. You look at Tron. More recent movies, kind of like The Golden Compass. I'm sure if that had done well, they would have wanted to make two or three more of those. Sahara was another one that they wanted a series. Yeah, or even superhero movies in the 90s. Superman and Batman had sequels. Remo Williams. Yeah. That's the one I always think of. (laughs) Like The Phantom, The Shadow, all these things. You know, Ninja Turtles managed to get sequels, but anytime a movie like that doesn't get sequels, that's because it maybe even didn't flop necessarily, but just didn't do quite well enough to continue on. Masters of the Universe. That's a major one. Yeah. It's like every, yeah. If Masters of the Universe had made back then $50 million, there would have been a sequel. Yeah. What a shame. (laughs) <laughs> what a shame because the first one was so perfect it's uh, a shame we didn't that, get it. that's the sign that kids are dumb because man did i both love that movie and was so edge of my seat excited to see that movie but i was like you know a kid i was eight or something and that was something i remember getting the glossy movie magazine from the corner store that had all the photos and behind the scenes stuff and yeah how will courtney cox top this <laughs> yeah and that was not a good movie no no Okay, let us mention our movies screening the week of Friday, October 22nd. We have two new films. One is Respect, the Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson. Funnily enough, the last time Jennifer Hudson was on our screen was in Cats, which many people reference as the last movie they saw before the apocalypse hit here at the Mayfair. I thought that it was the apocalypse, actually, (laughs) that movie, which I... I believe I've seen twice now. Twice? Yeah, I can't remember how that second one... I got suckered into watching it a second time. I'm not sure what happened with that, but that's an entertaining film. I'm so glad that we booked it, and I'm so glad I saw it with the Mayfair crowd because it was something. Like, it was a bizarre train wreck filled with a big budget and many, many talented people. And the songs are good. If you just listen to the song sometimes, the song Jennifer Hudson sang in Cats... Yeah. 
it's a great song, it's... but you're watching her on screen with this horrible, weird CG makeup. And, and she has, like, it almost looked like there's a bit of a snot bubble in the one when she's going like deep into that yeah. song where she's kind of like, and there's, it's just, Why? it's very unflattering. Like it already was with yes. the makeup, but like, there's just so many, like you can't, and that, yeah, it's a great song. Like there's at least three or four that I remembered very well from my childhood. It mostly works, but there's a few where you're just sort of like, Ian McKellen singing, you're just, you're so caught up in that moment that you're like, I can't even, I don't what's going on right now. You know? And I imagine all these talented actors, Idris Elba, Judy <sighs> Dench, just being like, in the moment being like, yeah, this one's not going to work, but yeah. uh, let's do what we can. We can tell already <laughs> that this is not working. But, uh, but this movie, this film, <laughs> yeah. Respect, is getting really rave reviews for Jennifer Hudson. Many people saying this will be another Oscar nomination for her. I have heard, to be fair, that it's a pretty generic biopic of, mm. you know, we know her story already. It's a hero worship biopic, but well worth seeing just for the cinematography and the production value and the songs. And I can attest to that because a couple of years ago, we screened this movie called Amazing Grace, a documentary. Oh, right. A very fascinating movie. Go read up on it. It was lost. It was lost to the ages. And not to make light of it, but was essentially released over Aretha Franklin's dead body because she didn't want it released because she didn't think it was a great representation. It wasn't recorded very well. It right. wasn't professionally mixed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't use clapperboards. And for those who do not know, clapperboards, everyone knows what they look like. But what they are used for in the good old days and today is to sync up the visual with the audio. When the sound editing is happening, you're looking at the picture, you hear that, and then you go, oh, that's when that happened. Sometimes people just clap their hands. But there was no clapperboards on this shoot. So it was just this endeavor to link everything up. They didn't have proper knowledge of this was done in the morning, this was done at night, what is this sound from, getting all the songs figured out. So the final product is staggering, and it's very simple, barely a movie. It's really just footage of people singing in a church, this church concert of Aretha Franklin. But it's packed because people knew it was Aretha Franklin. The album went on to be like the best-selling gospel album of all time. But hearing that in the Mayfair is just something, hearing mm -hmm. that sound. So in respect, the music, I'm sure, is just amazing to hear in this setting. I'm coming to see it basically for that which sounds kind of like a backhanded compliment. Movie aside, I <laughs> yeah. just want to hear the songs. Yeah, and we know that she can sing as well. Yes, like, yes. So, I mean, I'm, I have no problem. I can see it definitely being like one of those movies where her performance towers above the movie. Yeah. Having not seen it, but, you know, like we seem to see that a lot with these kind of biopics. And, yeah, and so it's really the, the music is worthwhile to check out. So, mm. so that's one of our new films. The other one is a French film called Maria Chapdelaine is a turn-of-the-century Quebec biopic. Turn of the last century from mm. 1900. <laughs> Turn of a century. <laughs> yeah. So it's a love triangle, I believe, with mm. this young woman, where especially of the time, being groomed for marriage and the families vying for land, all that kind of stuff. Oh. But it's kind of a big, epic Canadian tale based off of a classic novel that I just know from social media. A number of people were like, oh, I read that in high school or I read that in history class. It's a classic novel because someone told me it was. <laughs> yes, I'm not smart enough to read it. I'm sure the title would sound better if Anya was saying it or someone who's actually French. Yes. We, we're going to butcher it, but... <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Still good. So that's our two new films. Then we have Titan. Hey. Again with the French. Two French films. Two French films. Man. And this is Crash-esque, Canadian <laughs> Crash-esque. The story is, I would say, controversial. Yeah. It, but... 
like many a controversial film, the Cannes Film Fest is not shy to throw awards at it because it won the Palme d'Or. And I think it just became the official selection for the Oscars from France. Oh, wow. So not meaning it's nominated yet, but this is the one they're pushing forward to say, this is the one we want you to nominate if there is a nomination for a foreign film. That's pretty shocking. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, there will not be a better French film this year. This than crazy this one. sex car movie. As we, uh, no offense to that last movie that we just thought, <laughs> which, but yeah, I had uh, a friend of mine texted me about this after we talked about it on the last podcast, and he was just sort of like, he's not good with body horror and right, he's like right. kind of already on the fence and he would, he'd be coming in from Canada as well. So like, he really didn't want to like a bait and switch or something. And I was That's just, fair. I, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, listen, like all I can tell you is I've heard is very, very good. And it's not like just a movie. There, there, it's a kind of like more, there's, I, I guess some symbolism and whatever, you know, there's layers to it and such. But I mean, I don't know that I will watch it. Just, I guess maybe I need a couple more people that I specifically know to well, see it first. <laughs> I know it's getting good reviews from, the mainstream even. Yeah. I think it was the Chicago Sun-Times, New York Times, but a number of mainstream critics who you think would be maybe a bit more snobbish or squeamish about such things are throwing it four-star reviews. Mm -hmm. So I think you can have that. You can have a movie that is too squeamish for some, yeah. but it's still great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, re I honestly keep going back and forth on it because I'm just like, there must be a reason everyone's raving about it. I know. know? I, I get that, that too, where I don't want to chicken out. I want to I want to experience the cinema, but then I'm like, no, I'm too scared. Yeah. And I still, I honestly still don't know completely what it's about. As far as I know, it's about a woman who turns into a car, but I don't actually know <laughs> if that's what it's about. It's like Transformers. Yeah. Like that's what I thought. So it's like- Bring the kids. You don't want to, if you don't see the trailer and you just think that, it's like, you might not have a good time. Well, there's a reason why the these are in our late show slots, mm -hmm. you know, especially with a single screen. Every once in a while, we'll have something where somebody says like, oh, isn't there going to be a 7 p.m. show of The Shining, our next film that we're going to talk about? And our hands are tied where we're just like, we can't because there's only seven days in a week. We're going to show Titan three times and Shining four times. The early shows are Respect and Maria Chapdelaine. Mm -hmm. So kind of to profile people, but those are for more like seniors and grown-ups people who don't stay out too late we have to play those in the matinee in the 6 30 slot and then the 9 30 shows are younger kids high school kids college people who don't mind staying out till midnight and that's speaking for myself there's times where we're screening late movies and i'm like oh that's past my bedtime so titan is definitely a 9 p.m plus show yeah and then the shining which we have back on screen for halloween a uh, true mayfair tradition i think it's played every year for the past decade plus this is actually a quick turnaround because we just had it on screen to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the spoiler 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 uh -oh. the photo that you see at the end of the movie that says the party was in 1921 that you see jack nicholson trapped in at the end of the movie back to not spoiler yeah <laughs> but the shining is one of those films that I think we'll just play forever. I think there's this fan base for this film. As we kind of backhanded, both admitted we're not great fans of this film a few weeks ago, I remember. Yeah. But, but that's just us. That doesn't matter. A whole bunch of people love this movie. Lee loves this movie. Yeah, so. We're big fans of people supporting the Mayfair and coming to that movie. So, I mean, yeah, in that go. respect, we're huge fans of that movie. If Lee was here, and I think Andrew, they would gush over this film, which is totally fine. Not everything is for everybody. But The Shining is up there with the other stuff that we screen frequently, like The Exorcist, where we can get away with showing it once a year. And again, it's one of those things where every few years there's somebody else who is 16 or 18 years old who wants to come see it, who hasn't mm -hmm. seen it before, or somebody who's a senior citizen who saw it 
40 years ago who wants to come see it again it'll play every halloween at the mayfair forever until disney buys warner brothers yeah. <laughs> and we can't play it anymore well it'll be interesting in two years when the new exorcist is coming out like the oh, yeah. Exorcist trilogy brought to you by the new halloween trilogy creator so that's so funny yeah so like i'm telling you two years in advance about the people who want a double bill with the original and the new one <laughs> we're gonna bring i wonder if up. we can just screen exorcist and exorcist three if we were gonna screen halloween movies yeah what do you play like it's so confusing I mean, there's like three different four different timelines in the whole thing what would be really fun we're never ever doing this but it, what would be really fun is yeah. if we did like each week we did a different timeline so the oh first one, we did like the original Halloween and Halloween 2, and that was it. Yeah. I think 7 is was a sequel to 1 only, because 2, I mean, he dies at the end of 2. I mean, <laughs> so I, no offense, I guess. So we could just do 1 and 2, and then and other times you could just, I don't know, 4, 5, 6 or whatever. Like, yeah. that's basically a thing. Or you can do 1 and 7. Because it doesn't <sighs> even make sense to do Halloween, Halloween 2, H2O halloween right yeah that's technically already wrong yeah <laughs> you'd have, already... You'd, you have to do the original halloween yeah the new halloween yeah. and then halloween i guess like that halloween one to three yeah but not our halloween one to three well halloween three you just throw out because that's about witches yeah. by by three i meant halloween ends the new halloween three not actually halloween three <laughs> i love how the halloween franchise has become the modern nerd who's on first yeah it's and while there's some just nobody wants to watch like the buster rhymes one yeah, and what did you see? Scream 5 is now just called Scream. Yeah, although I do want to point out, people keep being like, oh, it doesn't say 5 on the poster. Why well, didn't it say 5? But I'm like, if you look closely, the way that... Well, I say he. Who, who do we know? We don't even know who the killer is. Right, but right, right. the way the person is holding the knife and the mask is tilted, it's a V. Oh. So I don't like. I really don't think I'm just imagining this. Like, cause yeah. it's people who make posters in general aren't stupid. You know, there's yeah. dolls, there's stuff you see years later where you're like, oh, there was a screaming person in Michael Myers' hand. And so this one, it's like kind of the mask is tilted a bit, and the and the way the knife is being held, so it looks like a V. So I could I could definitely be imagining it, but I'm like, no, people are they think they're so clever, you know? So I still like the way certain films do it. Of they kind of leave it basic on the poster, but then surprise you in the movie. Yeah. And the two examples I know from the past few years are. It, which didn't reveal It Chapter 2 till the end, mm -hmm. and Ghostbusters, which was called Ghostbusters Answer the Call in the credits, the Paul Feig Ghostbusters. I was hoping that was what they were going to do with the more recent Halloween. I was hoping it was going to be called Halloween on the posters, and then it was going to be called Halloween Returns in the movie or something like that. Yeah. Because I understand them wanting to trick people in the advertising that it's a standalone thing, but... It's confusing. I think Halloween Returns was the working title as well. It that's, was. I remember seeing thing. publicity with it called Halloween Returns. Yeah. There's a comic book artist named Bill Sankevich, and he put out this beautiful poster for it, and it was just called Halloween. And I was like, wait a minute. What are they doing? Yeah. It's too much, but <laughs> it's still... But I still want to see it. I did rewatch it with Halloween Kills coming up, and I, I watched the deleted scenes as well, and just want to point out that there's that one jerk, the girl's boyfriend, who drops her phone into the... Or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. The, and then there's a deleted scene where he chases her down with her, her cleaned phone and apologizes and gives her her phone back and, and offers to replace it. Right. And then he gets arrested, and that's why he does, isn't in the rest of the movie. Oh. So it's just one of these weird little deleted scenes that would have made you not hate the guy as much and would have <laughs> yeah. explained why he disappeared. And you're like, why did you leave that two-minute scene out? <laughs> but anyways. So we're running a bit long, so we're going to wrap things up now. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social medias. Advanced tickets are available through events.com for all of our upcoming movies. If you don't see advanced tickets yet, they're just not ready yet. 
stay tuned because November is still kind of a blank slate. I think the only thing we have in November right now is Poltergeist for the epilogue of Halloween mm. because I think we have Poltergeist on like the 29th and the 1st and the 2nd or something like nice. that. Well, and Nolan's movie too. Oh, that, yeah. That's the last hanger on there. Yeah, that's right. So we have just the early part of November figured out. But after that, who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, Nolan's movie 608, which you can also buy advanced tickets for now, which is the world premiere of this 13-year-old filmmaker here in Ottawa, which yeah. I think is going to be a lot of fun. So do come out to see that one yeah. for sure. Not a prequel to 1408. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week at the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. Bye. Bye. I forgot to tell you that I watched a horror movie starring that guy from Reservoir Dogs who goes, let's go to work. Oh, that guy's cool. I love that guy. <laughs>